We must admit to the fact that Satan is the oppressor, the accuser, and the destroyer. He is the oppressor, says of Jesus in Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, that he went about Nazareth doing good and healing all of those who were oppressed by the devil. Are you saying, Pastor, that every sickness, every illness is a result of the devil's work? No. You go out there tonight and stand in the rain long enough, you'll get a cold. That's not a work of the devil. That's just plain old stupidity on our part. And there are times when we do things to these bodies that hurt them. That's not the devil. That's just us. But there are sicknesses and there are illnesses and there are oppressions of the enemy that come against the believer. And there needs to be spiritual discernment on the part of believers and on the part of ministers to know which is which. And when we come in contact with it, we need to know that he is the oppressor, he is the accuser, and he is the destroyer. We need to know that, and we need to know even of Christians. Yes, even of Christians. Just because you're saved, honey, is no guarantee that the devil's going to leave you alone. No. The last thing that we must do is that we must bind the strong man. We must bind the strong man. No time or place here for being nice to the devil. No time or place for being nice to the devil. We must understand that there are past influences that sometimes come on a person and they have no understanding of how it got there. Spirits, evil spirits have attached themselves to them, maybe even from childhood. And they've not been delivered from them. We must understand that we have the authority in Jesus Christ to break any powers of evil spirits from past, present, or even future. We must confront him. That's what we must do. When a person is sharing with you many times in, in the last few months at this very altar, we've had to bind Satan and lose some people. As they became aware of his activity in their life, you say, well, pastor, ooh, 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 that's terrible. Ooh, that, that's awful. You mean there are people in your church that Satan has oppressed? Oh, pastor, oh, that's terrible. We're all Christians. Oh, so that means Satan will never bother us. No, that's not true. Yes, we've had to set some Christians free because they were bound. Because God don't want them bound. God wants them free. Hallelujah. We've had to bind some spirits that have caused them problems in their life. We've had to confront those things and call them out and call them what they are and deal with them. We get so mealy mouthed when dealing with the devil. I don't know hell, Pastor. I got a problem with it. You can't deal with the devil like that. There are things that maybe we feel like are a little embarrassing. We don't want to tell anybody about. But God can't deal with it until it's confronted. Jesus, when he began his ministry, he did all the miracles of turning the water to wine and healing people. And everybody was going, ooh, ah, ooh, oh, this is so good. And then when he started casting out devils, they said, oh, wait a minute. Even his own mother and his brethren came to him because they thought he was crazy. Jesus, listen, just preach them good messages. Honey, just give them all the calls. Just get them saved. Jesus, you, you just heal people. That's wonderful. But leave them demons alone. That's bad stuff. We got to call him out. Command him to leave. You can do it. You can command him to leave your house. You can command him to leave your family. You can command him to leave your life. You can command him to leave your friends. You can command Satan. Too long the church has been cowering in the corner and taking its orders from the wrong head. Jesus said, I will build my church in this morning's message and the gates of hell shall not prevail. He said, on what? On this confession, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Who are you confessing tonight? If Satan is destroying your home, your family, your, your job, or whatever, your health. Whose fault is it? 
We must instruct those that have been delivered. When you've prayed with somebody and you've asked God to deliver them and you have confronted the thing and you've cast it out, you've commanded it to leave, you've called it by name. There are spirits set loose in this world. And I'm going to leave this platform and come down and talk to you and I'm going to close down there. There are spirits set loose in this world right now that are binding young men and young women. And I believe they're from the devil. They are spirits that deal primarily, and this is just one area that I'm going to deal with tonight. There are other areas. I believe drugs is one area that there's a great deal of demonic activity. But there's one area that I'm going to deal with tonight that there is a lot of satanic activity and a lot of demons that have been sent into this world. And that is the area of sex. That's right. That little three-letter word that we don't say in church. There is a lot of demons that the devil has unleashed in this age against this generation to destroy them with something that God created that was to be used properly and beautifully. They are going forth into this world. They are destroying young people. They are destroying homes. They're destroying marriages. They're destroying churches. Preachers and deacons are not exempt. And I'm telling you tonight, this is not something that you can just hope will get better. Once the devil lures you in and gets a hold of you and, and, and warps this thing and uses it to drag you down, he can, he can, he can, he can destroy you with it. Only the power of God is greater than that power that he has marshaled against us with this thing. But thank God that Jesus Christ can deliver. I have prayed for people at this very altar who have confessed and who have asked to be delivered from demons and from the oppression of the enemy in this very area. They're not here tonight, so don't look around. And I've been watching it and not saying anything about it, but I've been watching it. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a very, very powerful weapon that Satan is using. Very powerful. Very, very deceptive. And if he's been using it against you, if he's been hurting you, your family, your home, your life with it, you need to be delivered. You need to be set free. You need to be prayed for and then take authority over that thing. And when you've been delivered from it, the Bible is very clear in this. Just to be delivered is not all. Once your house has been cleaned up, if you go back and you leave that house empty, the Bible says that that one that you cast out will come back and bring seven more with him. You see, if you go back and allow yourself to slip back into that thing, the devil will come back seven times worse. What do you do then? The Bible is very clear on that. You fill your house, your temple, with the Word of God and with the Spirit of God. Leave no room for the devil in your life. And he can't come in. He can't come back. And there may be some people right here tonight. God set you free from something one time or another, whatever it might have been, I don't know. And you went back and allowed the devil to drag you down with it again. Now you feel like, boy... I don't have any right to go back and ask God to deliver me from it again. He set me free before, and here I am again, right back in it. But you do. You do. You have every right to go back and say, God, help me again. And you know what God will say? I sure will, because you're my son. And I believe right now tonight, as Karen comes back to the piano, that we need to bind Satan, the strong man of the house, and we need to loose the Holy Ghost in our lives. There are some of you that... Satan has oppressed, and he said, don't you dare ask for any help with this thing. It would be such a shame. I want to tell you something. Guilt and shame does not come from Jesus Christ. It comes from sin and Satan. Love, joy, peace, these things come from Jesus Christ. And if the devil is telling you tonight, you just leave it alone because it will cause shame. You just look him straight in the eye and say, you're a liar. I want to be free, and I'm going to respond tonight. 
There's something in your life you want to be rid of and you sense, you sense that the devil is involved, that he's the guilty bird. You know that you're not able to get free of it. You know that it's not good for you, that it's dragging you down, that it's hurting you or your family or something else. You want to be free of it tonight. I believe with everything that is within me, God can set you free right here tonight. God will set you free right here tonight. Hallelujah. Karen, I want you to just minister as the Spirit leads you. I want us to pray first of all. Heavenly Father, your Holy Spirit has already spoken to some people here tonight. They want to be free, Jesus. They know that there are things in their life that have bound them up. They know that the enemy has attacked them. Maybe he's attacked their home. Maybe they have not really taken authority over the thing. But tonight, they want to do that. They want to see Jesus Christ enthroned as Lord in their life. The oppression of the enemy. They want to see that strong man bound. They want to see Jesus be Lord of their house. And tonight is their night. God will set them free tonight. Would everyone please stand with me right now? It is definitely no shame to be set free. It definitely is a shame to remain bound. And tonight, Jesus just reaches out and He says, don't let the devil fool you. Don't let him deceive you. Don't let him goad you into just standing there when you know that you need the ministry at the altar tonight. Karen ministers. There's a Holy Spirit just pulls you out. Just step out and come. I'll minister to you individually tonight, one-on-one. I'll pray with you. Karen. Jesus, I need you. Thank you.